Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Now we're back in Milford. Our Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. With another year of Dan nailing his Super Bowl prediction. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We chopped it up pretty well in the first uh, hour of this program. Raheem Mostert, the Niners running back, joined us to talk about that loss. I questioned the play calling a couple of times with the 49ers. I thought they should have used Mostert uh, later in that fourth quarter just to take some time off the clock, maybe make the Chiefs use a couple of timeouts there. There were a couple of moments, and and I don't know if we'll look back on a singular moment in this Super Bowl. It might just be the actual celebration after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl or Andy Reid getting that Super Bowl or Patrick Mahomes being celebrated as well. But there were a couple of moments where – the, the pass to Tyreek Hill, I thought that that was huge. I also thought that, you know, on second and third down, after a, a five-yard run by Raheem Mostert, six minutes to go, they threw the ball. Those aren't, you know, singular moments that stand out and everybody's going to be talking about it. The end of the first half, I, I would have been more confident. I mean, it told me an awful lot about the play calling. You got three timeouts. And you got over a minute to go, and you're not going to put any pressure on that Kansas City defense. It's not the end of the world, but it, it just told me the confidence level or lack thereof with uh, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if it was Kansas City, Kansas City's not worried about giving the Niners the ball back if they go three and out. The other one was Garoppolo had Emmanuel Sanders, and Sanders was double teamed. And if Garoppolo has the right throw, they score a touchdown. They take the lead. And big-time quarterbacks make that play. He was double-covered and got behind the Chiefs' defense, which is amazing. We would have been killing the Chiefs if that happened. Double-covered, got behind him, and Jimmy G overthrew him by five yards. But 
I thought the Niners were the better all-around team, but the Chiefs, when they needed to, made the plays. And that's the difference. Niners didn't make a play when they needed to make a play, and Kansas City did. Best and worst of the weekend, if you'd like to dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Andy Reid was probably a Hall of Famer no matter what happened uh, last night. The Chiefs' win certainly sealed that. And it's amazing how many people were polling for Big Red. It's really an interesting legacy because you look at him as this lovable guy. Networks love to show that funny video of him as a 13-year-old in the punt, pass, and kick competition. Or in the locker room after the game dabbing, talking about eating cheeseburgers. But don't forget about his football acumen because you got to give him a lot of credit for his flex- flexibility. He came out of the Bill Walsh West Coast offense. He changed his offense in recent years to keep up with trends. Openly admitted to stealing from the college game. You saw that in the Super Bowl. He isn't tied to one philosophy, kind of like Bill Belichick. Also, this is a guy who had Alex Smith and then traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. That's a sign of a great coach. Adaptable. Now, he's goofy, very likable. Either way, he's a Super Bowl champ. So, congrats to Andy Reid for a wonderful career. And I think what caught his players' attention during the week, and you're looking for these moments during the Super Bowl week because it gets really serious. And Andy Reid brought in Brett Favre. He brought in Jimmy Johnson. He brought in Donovan McNabb just to talk to his team. So if you're these players and all of a sudden you're seeing there's Jimmy Johnson coming in because he admires Andy Reid that much. Brett Favre, who Andy Reid worked with in Green Bay, is coming in. Donovan McNabb, who went to a Super Bowl with Andy Reid, is coming in to talk to his players. And I think that caught a lot of people's attention. It certainly did mine because... That's great respect for Andy Reid. What would we be saying if the Niners won today? Would we be critical of Andy Reid? Would we be critical of Patrick Mahomes, his worst game? We would be talking about Nick Bosa, maybe the MVP. Jimmy G proves his doubters wrong. Kyle Shanahan redemption. Instead, we're talking about Kyle Shanahan blowing another double-digit fourth-quarter lead, this time as the head coach. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, who was terrible in that last 10 minutes of the game. They abandoned the running game. And the defense, that was a great defense, including Richard Sherman, got burned. That's another big play by Patrick Mahomes. Because there's a little over three minutes to go, and you want to put the game away. And Patrick Mahomes has the great throw. And, you know, Richard Sherman's going to – he's trying to jump that route. I think Richard Sherman is thinking, I know what Patrick Mahomes is thinking, and I'm going to jump this route. And Sammy Watkins got behind him. I thought that that one and Ty, David, or, uh, Tyreek Hill's catches, those are the two big ones. Tyreek Hill gave you that confidence of, it just feels like now the Chiefs are coming on. And then that throw that beat Richard Sherman, that was the one that said, it's basically over, Johnny. All right, what's the poll question, McLevin? So I put up to start with, who should have been MVP, Damian Williams or Patrick Mahomes? 58% said Damian Williams. Yeah, it is Damian Williams, and he had a wonderful game from start to finish. Mahomes had great, a great eight minutes, and we love to give the quarterback all the credit. But Damian Williams, you know, Damian Williams is a bigger name. He's winning the MVP. 
if, if it's LaShawn McCoy, he's probably going to win the MVP. I just don't know if people, you know, factored in. Dave. Nobody was talking about the Chiefs running game. Their running attack was Patrick Mahomes. By the way, how bad was that beat with the over-under on number of rushing yards oh, for Patrick brutal. Mahomes? Because he was up to like 46 yards or something, yeah. and then the over-under was 30 and a half, and then he took a couple of knees. 15 yards he lost on knees. <laughs> That's a bad beat, man. Bad, bad beat. And the over-under, everybody thought this was going to be a shootout. It was going to be explosive. I think the uh, the bookies did quite well in the over-under. Yeah, McClellan. It got close. I had the over, and it was leaning that way. If Jimmy G could have hit the Atlantic Ocean in the fourth quarter, that would have gone wow. over. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm mad. At, obviously, I lost there. Yeah. But, by the way, Mahomes took a shot early in the game when he cut back. And yes. The, and the defender got hurt. But Mahomes, Mahomes isn't playing in the NFL that much longer for this way. He was putting his body out left and right. Why didn't he slide? I didn't understand that. It, it's like he got – he froze. And I, you know, you can, I know you want to be a hero in the Super Bowl. I need you for the entire Super Bowl. Yes, he. Right. He had that one play where he took that shot, but still rolled off of it and kept trying to go. I mean, that's, he, he was a lot tougher in those moments than I thought. Well, the defensive back was the one who was in pain. Yeah. And then Mahomes, like I'm worried. Mahomes is standing over him. Yes. And I go, oh my God. Oh no. Mahomes is okay. It's the defensive back that's a little banged up there. I'm like, God, you, you can't be doing that. I love that formation where they did sort of like a in sync or whatever it is. I said a twirl. <laughs> a little twirl there. Yeah. And that Eric Bieniemy found it in a 1940 Rose Bowl formation. I love that. I love that, you know, that he got credit and he should have gotten credit. And Andy Reid, you know, he's devising plays, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl, you know, just different stuff there. Yeah, McLovin. I still thought, you were talking about Andy Reid earlier, I thought he was too cute all game. I honestly thought they were giving it underneath. And Damian Williams was MVP, but that's because the Niners dictated the game yeah. toward him. Yeah. They were taking away the deep pass, but the Chiefs, could, that's why they never got rhythm. They made Mahomes do things he didn't want to do. Why not throw long, try and get a P.I.? That's what I kept saying. I know. I know you did. But I, I think that they were, it felt like they were patient. They were trying to be as patient as possible, and Mahomes wasn't great. You know, that, that's why Williams was the MVP, because Williams was great when Mahomes wasn't. And I thought, I thought Williams was great from start to finish. Yeah, McLovin. Who do you think would have been the MVP if the Niners had won? Might have been Bosa. If they kept him under wraps, then it might have been. But if Garoppolo hits that play to Emmanuel Sanders, Garoppolo is going to be the MVP, even though he didn't have a great game. He had an okay game. He had a conservatively good game. Yeah, Pauline. What if Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, catches that second touchdown Ooh. pass? Ooh. He would have finished with three receptions, 39 yards, and two touchdowns. Yikes. That was McLovin's big prop bet. Oh, well, a ten and a half yards. But I also thought about him for Super Bowl MVP. There was a prop bet that whether he gets one carry. I didn't realize that he never carries or not. That was, <laughs> oh, how about your prop bet with how many people throw the ball? Yeah. They ran a play. Debo Samuel was back. I think it was Debo was going to throw it, yeah. and he ran instead. It was, it was two and a half. You know, two and a half people throwing passes, and I thought, oh, he's going to throw. And then he didn't. Yeah, Paulie. Damian Williams, the Chiefs running back, if you bet 100 on him to win MVP, he would have won 3200 bucks. Mm. And that was, that's one you got to be sitting there if you have that ticket going, oh, I think I have this. 
and when the games get ready then. Tony Baselli, who was up for the Hall of Fame again, the former uh, All-Pro offensive lineman from the Jaguars. He worked for Westwood one last night. Tony will join us coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, so we got our poll question. Uh, there were a couple of things. How did the refs do? Did okay? There's one play that stood out. That was George Kittle with the offensive pass interference. Anything else stand out with the referees, Seaton? Well, there's that other play right on the goal line. Um, Damian Williams. Williams the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he had, if he had stepped out, there was the, inter- the interference calls were big. Yeah. Um, which is weird too, because you have to figure out offensive pass interference. We have to figure out if we're going to complain about them calling it or not calling it, <laughs> because all yeah. last night all you heard from was, oh, so let me get this straight. It's not a call against uh, Rudolph, but it is for this one. Like, which one do we want? We want them to call it or not call it? Yes, McLovin. Does anyone have a problem with the fact that they eliminated offensive holding as a call after destroying the first no, quarter after, of the season? It's after Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady tweeted that out that yeah. he was watching, whatever, a Thursday night or Monday night game, and he couldn't continue to watch because there's so many holding calls. So they just decide midseason to change course and change it in complete rule. That was ruining the NFL early in the season. I am watching Eric Fisher try to stop Nick Bosa. And he had his hands, he's got his hands on Nick Bosa's shoulder, like he's holding him. Do you think they let Eric Fisher hold held all day because he was getting beat so badly? They said, you know what, he needs to hold. <laughs> or someone's thinking. Yeah, the club. There's one play where Jimmy Garoppolo was called in the grasp at the end and he threw a two handed chest pass. Some one of the Chiefs defenders raked his hand over Jimmy G's helmet, and some people were saying that was hands after the whistle. After, but I don't know. It's a rule change after oh, the I whistle. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hands to face a personal foul could have counted anyway. I didn't have a problem with it. I just was wondering. Youngest MVP in Super in a Super Bowl. Marcus Allen is the youngest. He was uh, almost twenty four. Lynn Swan is second on that by uh, fifteen days. And then it's Patrick Mahomes at 24. He's got a way to. He's got a few days to go before he's 25. Man, Brady was around the same age as Mahomes when he won his first one, and uh, Malcolm Smith with Seattle was 24, the linebacker for the Seahawks when he won his first one. But Damian Williams is the first player in Super Bowl history to have at least 100 yards rushing, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. He scored 10 total touchdowns in the postseason in his career. That's second most all-time for a player, first six playoff games, only surpassed by Terrell Davis. That's pretty impressive. And Damian Williams is undrafted free agent as well, so Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams are good friends. And they're both undrafted. What? What? Never draft a running back. I know. Ever. (laughs) I I did think that last night, McLevin, as I'm watching this going, McLevin is always saying, don't you don't have to spend a high draft pick on a running back. Case in point, look at these two teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I love Saquon as an interview, but you're right. You don't necessarily need him. Or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, you just said that, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still, McCaffrey's so productive. Yeah. yeah that, by the way, another great interview. Worth all the money they pay him. For that. That what it is? Hey, those great running backs will always be available to us to interview on Super Bowl week. Because he'll never be in the Super Bowl? Yeah, and all their cap space wow. is going to be straight running backs. Wow. Wow. Yes, Todd. Oh, we lost. Oh, I just lost. Oh, Todd's Todd's on the phone. Oh. And by the way, Kevin Coleman, too, played. He looked pretty good, too. Yeah. I felt like the Niners could have stuffed it down their throat a little more. I was surprised. That's what you do well. You know, when you think, okay, what's our strength? 
you have to take away our strength. Belichick will always talk about, oh, we got to take away, you know, their, what they do best. Okay. If, if you're that good, then you're, you're going to be able to do what you want. Patrick Mahomes, you're going to try to take away Patrick Mahomes, right? How did that work out? You did it for a little while, and then eventually you couldn't do that. I, if I'm the Niners, I still would have stayed with that running game. That was just that was what was surprising. I mean, Coleman is playing for you, and he got mostered. And, you know, I don't know who's going to critique me if I say we wanted to stay with that running attack because we wanted to run the clock and we wanted to keep Mahomes off the field. And if you think you're that much better than the Kansas City Chiefs, when's the last time you thought, boy, the Chiefs, we got to worry about their defense? And it felt like the Niners were getting a little too tricky as well. We, we talk about the Chiefs and what they were doing. I thought the Niners were kind of maybe going against what is kind of a common philosophy there of what got you there, and that is just run the football. Green Bay knew they were going to run the football. Minnesota knew they were going to run the football, and they couldn't stop them. Are you trying to tell me Kansas City's defense is better that much better than Green Bay's or Minnesota's? Because it's not. But it felt like the Niners were like, oh, no, they're expecting us to run. Yeah, Paul. The 49ers running backs, Mostert and Coleman, averaged 5.3 yards a carry during the game. Yeah. I just would have stayed with that. And, you know, it goes back to with Kyle Shanahan didn't run the football when he was offensive coordinator with the Falcons. And then he didn't run the football when I thought he needed to because it put more pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. And Garoppolo had throws where he wasn't close. What was he his last, like, 50? Was he, like, three for his last 15 passes, something crazy like that? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, his last 17 plays, he was three for 11 passing, 27%, 36 yards, three yards of pass attempt, no touchdowns, one pick, one sack. Yeah. But they ran it ball on those last 17 plays five times, 6.4 yards a carry, 32 yeah. yards. Yeah, that's why I just didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. And, and sometimes you, you know, you're, you, you kind of outcoach yourself. Yeah, McClellan. He was 17 for 20 at one point. Yeah, but those are all little things. Yeah. Little check downs. But he seems to be able to get hot. There was a stat that after interception, he has like a 99 rating. He's oh, really no. good after interception. So he has moments where he's good, right? Like drives where you're Not like, Not last wow. night. He had that one drive. Um, they were down 10 3. And he had he hit a bunch of passes. They were, but it was really because they were running the ball so well. He could have done enough if, if he was the way he was in the, th- in the first three quarters, and he was that way in the fourth quarter. Then they 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 could have won this thing. You, I mean, he had Kittle wide open, right? Yeah, he did. But you have, I don't know. It just felt like they were putting more pressure on him when he got to that third and five, and I went, "Oh my god!" Like I I, I felt for him, and I'm pulling for Kansas City. Todd, what happened? You got up and walked away. I think Paulie wants me to save you. You want to play the why did Fritzy step and walk away to take a phone call game? Hmm. I, I think he obtained a Chiefs player because he stood up and rapidly walked away. Who wants to guess? Yeah, but we can't. Did you call them? Mm-hmm. I wasn't like waking players up oh. in their hotel rooms okay. or anything like that. I've had issues with that in past years and learned that that's not a good thing. Okay, well then. We'll take a break. Is this player going to join us? Yes. A Chiefs player is going to join us? Yes. Um, I'm going to take a break. I have a good idea who's going to join us, but we also have Tony Baselli joining us. 
We do. When is said Chiefs player joining us? That would be top of the third hour of this fine program. So, uh, okay. So about 40 minutes. That's 11 o'clock Eastern. That will be 11.05 Eastern. 11.05 Eastern. Eastern. Boy, that'll be a fun game. We'll guess the Kansas City Chief who will join us. I'll get some music ready if you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Specific just for this. Just for which Kansas City Chief? Yeah. Uh, Todd had mock headlines. I. What? That's not a good reaction. I, I know. I, I was very proud of the first one. Uh, I almost didn't write any others because I thought I hit it with the but first But you one. did. I will take a break. You know what? Maybe ask Tony Baselli to join us uh, at 1030 Eastern, okay? So I can let you do your mock headlines. That's fair. You, you had a wonderful Super Bowl week. You did great down there. And I'll do this as a, as a reward for that. <laughs> but I, I shouldn't. The reward should be I'm not going to have you do this. Yes, you. I think they're going to be great. I haven't read them. I think Todd's headlines are going to be fantastic. What is wrong with you? I love that he's showing that optimism. New year, new year, new me. Yes, boy. <laughs> new Todd. Would too, Tony Baselli rather talk about the Hall of Fame situation or listen to Todd's mock headlines? I'm going to guess he'd rather talk about not making the Hall of Fame than <laughs> wow. listen to Todd's wow. mock headlines. That's about as harsh as it can be. Yes, McLovin. Raheem Mostert actually said he's glad he lost the game, so he didn't have to come on during Todd's. He would have rather lost the game. Than listen to him. We'll take a break here. 20 after the hour, Tony Baselli will join us, a mystery Kansas City chief at the top of the hour. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic They're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from the Athletics all-star team of local and national sports writers. Stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA? All of that and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Last year, we celebrated our first graduating class, Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, and it is sports broadcasting. That's your degree from Full Sail University. You can learn more at fullsail.edu slash Patrick. Teach all aspects of in front of the camera, behind the camera. We created an accelerated bachelor's degree program designed to teach you all aspects, and then we help you find jobs. We have uh, our first graduating class. We have some graduates who are working at ESPN and also at uh, Nesson the uh, New England Sports Network, and uh, we got a great program director there, longtime producer at ESPN, Gus Ramsey, 
And uh, I make my way down to campus in Orlando four times a year to work with the students, uh, reviewing their videotapes as well. So it's been a lot of fun, very rewarding. And if uh, you'd like to get into this business, you can uh, go to fullsale.edu slash Dan Patrick. All right. Tony Baselli will join us, the Westwood One analyst and uh, former All-Pro. Once again, another uh, finalist for the Hall of Fame, but uh, didn't make it this year. We have a game that we're going to play. Guess the Kansas City Chief that Todd booked. Do we have music for this, Seaton? <laughs> this is our de facto music. <laughs> yes. Hey, and we got our theme music here. Guess the Kansas City Chief who will join us at the top of the hour. I'm going to go last. McLovin, I'll let you go first. I think it is Travis Kelsey. All right. Oh, that's my guess, too. Seton O'Connor, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Paulie? Brittany jumped away fast. So, at first, I thought Mahomes, but he didn't uh, scurry that fast. You were just talking about Damian Williams, the running back. Mm. It would be very timely. I'm going to go Damian Williams, Chiefs running back. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey here. Todd, do you want to guess? Should I guess? Guess who you uh, booked? I'm, I'm going to guess that it's number 55, Kansas City Chiefs defensive end, who had an issue with Jimmy G not throwing the ball enough with all the oh, money. Frank making. Clark. Frank Clark will join us at 11.05 Eastern. Yeah, Frank Clark. He was uh, he tore into Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, so that'll be coming up uh, at the top of That's the That's not to say the other gentleman you guys mentioned won't be joining us in the near future, whether it's today or another day. Travis Kelsey. Whether it's all right, uh, do you want to do these mock headlines? We could do that real quick. All right, so... Do we have some theme music for uh, mock headlines? <laughs> Go ahead, toddler. Patrick Mahomes. Comeback wins over Texans, Titans, and Niners. I was kind of proud of that one. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Got it. Patrick, three. Got three. it. Right on barbecue. Kansas City QB mounts another comeback. So right on cue. And I went right. barbecue. All right. Okay. Fine and Andy. He's got a fine and dandy for Andy Reid. Big drop-off. Lombardi Trophy comes Mahomes to KC. Bring him the trophy, Mahomes. Half a century. That's all right. The comeback kid, nothing great there. Okay. Oh. Curious George, Kittle confused over play calling. Curious George. <coughs> then I had Kelsey with the K and the C in red. Okay. That's a more of a visual. That, okay. Yeah, visual, not okay. on radio. Jimmy C, grade lowered in final quarter. Mm. Jimmy C. Oh, okay. Come on, fourth quarter, eight Read, minutes okay, to go. Read it and weep. Niners fans shed tears and 10-point lead. Yeah, Andy Reid, I got it. Missouri loves company and a Super Bowl time. <laughs> All right. There you go. Did he stop? No, he can't. Yeah, these two are out of it. Where there's a Williams is away. Yeah. Damian Williams. Mm. And that had Bosa? No, sir. Bosa. One of those rhyme problems again, I guess. Bosa. <laughs> Did not get the ring like they thought they would. Ten point lead, seven minutes left. Head shake. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, well, you you try hard. Right, I, know, I got to call Tony. Bissett. Yeah, call Tony. Right, we'll yeah. Be back, back I got it. Missouri loves company. Yeah, that was not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, the Tom Brady commercial, we saw that one coming. That uh, uh, you want to play the audio of uh, Tom Brady's Hulu commercial. They say all good things <laughs> must come to an end. That the best just know when to walk away. So to my teammates, my family, and most of all, 
my fans. You deserve to hear this from me. Hulu doesn't just have live sports. According to the script they just gave me, Hulu also has your favorite cable channels plus the greatest shows, movies, and originals of all time. So it's time to say goodbye to TV as you know it. For me, I'm not going anywhere. All righty. And now you got these reports that the Patriots going to pay him $30 million a year for two years. And then uh, now the Raiders, John Gruden reportedly wants Tom Brady. I had people last night going, you know, if I'm the Niners, I uh, reach out to Brady. And I go, no, they're not reaching out to Brady. Yes, McLovin. Why not? He would have won that game last night. Yes, Paulie. A lot of people from Kansas City on Twitter saying, how could Fritzy not include Casey Masterpiece in his mock headline? Mm. Barbecue sauce. Oh, okay. Um, no, okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. Is, uh, Tom, yes, yes. Uh, Brady would, would have hit Emmanuel Sanders, though, right in stride. And then uh, Paulie had 27-24 Niners as the prediction he would have nailed I don't know that. if Brady would have hit Emmanuel Sanders. He would, have, he would not I have overthrown Sanders, and the Niners would have won 27-24. Maybe his arm strength wouldn't have gotten it there. Oh, and by the way, so Kansas City's not going to score again because they were stopping Mahomes at that point so much? Yeah. That would have been the final score of the game. Yeah. 27-24 San Francisco. Tony Baselli's on the line. Okay. Let's bring in Tony Baselli, Westwood One analyst and uh, sideline reporter for Super Bowl 54. Tony, how are you today? I'm good. You guys just keep on going. I like listening to this <laughs> nonsensical Tom Brady talk who won the game. I mean, can't we enjoy just one Super Bowl? I love Tom Brady. Greatest, one of the greatest ever. But can we not enjoy one uh, Super Bowl without him <laughs> instead of bringing him into how he would have saved the day for the 49ers if he had been there? Nope, we can't do it, Tony. Not possible. Yeah, Thomas, always in our thoughts. All right, the most important play of last night was what? Well, I think it's the third and 15. I think that was huge. Um, up to that point, obviously the long pass, the tire kill, up to that point, San Francisco had really just shut down. Uh, Mahomes, he was frustrated the series before he had thrown the pick. I felt like going to that third and 15 player, there was not a doubt in my mind the 49ers were getting off the field and getting the ball and probably salting the game away. And when he completed that pass, you felt the change in the stadium. You felt it on the sidelines. Um, and then you add to the fact that I thought that series, after they score in Kyle Shanahan, first down, five-yard game. So you yeah. had second of five, and I thought, run it, run it, get a first down, calm things down, and they decided to go to the pass. Now, in fairness to Kyle, he's getting ripped for calling a pass there. Uh, Bourne is wide open, and it's just a good play by Chris Jones. He knocks it down. He, he's, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So those kind of two series of events right there, long pass, you know, kind of the three and out afterwards, that's when you felt like, eh, not going to be the Niners' day. Yeah, I felt the same way, that, and we just had Raheem Mostert on, and he said, look, I'm a team player. I would like to have the ball there. If I'm going to go, I can run clock. Maybe you take a timeout or two away from Kansas City, and maybe I get a first down there. Um, you know, worst-case scenario, I, I might run a bootleg with Garoppolo just to surprise them, and then he slides if he, you know, he's going to get tackled. But I, gotta, I have to have the clock running a little bit. i got to put a little bit more pressure on Mahomes that when he gets on the field, this might be the last time you get on the field and you better score a touchdown there. I thought the Niners did that for almost uh, the entire game except for the final eight minutes. And uh, yeah, I, I, Dan, I agree. I mean, 
and I said it on the air last night. They came down the sideline, and Kurt and I were talking about it. I was shocked. I mean, you're sitting there, you have the number two. This isn't just like an average rushing team. I mean, this isn't the 49ers who, you know, have an okay line and an okay back. This is the second best group in the NFL. And I was sure, and everything in me said they were going to run the ball and go down and salt this thing, you know, get a first down, at least use the momentum there. And especially if you get, you know, five yards in first down, that's not easy. That's a, you yeah. know, offensively in the NFL, if you get four plus yards on first down, you won. And they did it. And for whatever reason, Kyle decided he wanted to drop back and throw it. Yeah, I don't know if, if Kyle, because we had this problem with the Falcons in the Super Bowl with the Patriots where you think they're going to run, then they don't run. I have, I have a lot more confidence in Matt Ryan throwing the football than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I've amplified that pressure on him. When he got to third and five, I thought, oh, my God, he's got the weight of the entire Super Bowl right now. On him. This might be the most important throw of his career. Yeah, I agree with you. And and the thing that was really interesting to me is they had never – they really weren't uh, effective drop-back passing all night. I mean, if you look at when Grapple was successful, it was on the naked, it was on the RPOs, it was off the run action. And and so the, you never sensed in the, in the stadium that, like, hey, Grapple is on today, they can throw it, they can get in the rhythm uh, with the passing game. And that's why at the biggest moment, why do you go there? Especially, I'm going to repeat myself, this is a team that threw it eight times to get to the Super Bowl. This is a team that had a back. I mean, Mostert had 200-plus yards in the NFC Championship game. He didn't touch the ball mm-hmm. until the second quarter. Well, and, and, and you have some of these things co- like that are interesting. Well, coaches will outthink themselves or outsmart themselves. We saw that with Seattle at the goal line with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. You saw that with the Falcons against the Patriots. And then all of a sudden last night, and I I just thought that you're going to give him another chance. And it felt like that defense was starting to question how long they could hold this dam before the water burst. And, and you saw that. It took a long time, and they really frustrated Mahomes. I, I It felt like he was out of sorts, but it felt like he um, – he was having the worst game of his career, and uh, and he probably had the worst game of his career, or at least close to it. And he won he won a Super Bowl and won the MVP. Well, I was I was I mean you know you sit there on the sideline you kind of get you know start thinking of what's going to happen and at twenty to ten you have seven minutes left third and fifteen you're like okay you say you start thinking about what am I going to say post game. Uh, about you know about the 49ers and, and what they did and, and I, everything was going to be about the defense and how you know Robert Sala and that group you know did something similar to what the Giants did to the Patriots in Super Bowl 42 when the Patriots were the best offense in football and four guys who could rush the passer disrupt Brady and change the game because that's what was happening I mean it was the four man front that was absolutely getting after Mahomes he had no time. And that was the narrative. That was the story, except for 21 points in six minutes at the end of the game. Changed everything. Talking to Tony Baselli, Westwood One analyst, the uh, former All-Pro for the Jags. Um, I know you've, you've talked about it. you thought about it. Maybe you're trying to forget about it. But uh, I was rooting for you for the Hall of Fame as you're a finalist once again. I, I don't know if you're inching closer or not, but um, I saw you talking to John Lynch, and although – we, you know, I'm trying to lip read there. I'm guessing you're discussing uh, being Hall of Fame finalists and not getting in. 
Yeah, we talked about, a lot about the game, you know, coming up. And, and then, obviously, we talked about, you know, that was his seventh year being a finalist, my fourth. Neither of us got in. Both of us were in the top ten again. And, you know, we just talked about, you know, stay positive, heads up, head up. And, uh, and both of us, you know, we played against each other and we've known each other. We know the type of play, the players each of us were. And I, I looked at him and I said, hey, maybe it's just meant to be, John. Next year it's in Tampa. You played most of your career in Tampa. Ooh. Maybe that theater you get in, and uh, and maybe you can drag me along. With it. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things, Dan. It's it's frustrating. I mean, the competitor in us all, you want to be there. It's you know, really. It, I don't want to say it validates your career, but it, it does in one sense at a higher level um, about you know kind of who you were. But I'll say this: this year was different for me in the sense of. A number of guys I played against were the most vocal they ever were about me deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, and and guys who were who are already in the Hall of Fame saying stuff like that. And when your play offensive line, think about it. There's no stats. Yeah. There's nothing that you and your crew there can say. Hey, look at how many of this he did, or how many triple doubles he had, or how many you know thousand yard rushings or passes. There, there's none of that. It's it's a bunch of big guys just being violent with other big guys and trying to stop people from hurting your teammates. And and there's no way that it's hard to measure. And so I always say the biggest compliment, and this is taking nothing away from the voters, the ultimate compliment is that they vote me in. But when guys I played against and guys who were in the Hall of Fame I played against, when they say I was the best or one of the best ever, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty special. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. You never know. It's uh, one of those things, and you uh, have, good, have a good life. Good, like I said on Twitter, good life, good family, good friends. And yes, I want to be a Hall of Famer, but if it doesn't happen like it did this year, everyone's still going to love me. I think. You're the Terrell Davis of offensive linemen. Yeah, that's. I mean, one of the things I am getting a little bit tired of is this. You know. You know short career conversation. I'm like, wait a second. You guys like put that to bed a long time ago. Yeah. Number one, Gail Sayers played much less, much fewer games than I did. He played fewer games than I did. Dwight Stevenson, offensive lineman, played fewer games than I did, who's a great center, got hurt. Um, Terrell Davis, latest, played fewer games than I did. Kenny Easley just got in recently, played fewer games than I did. And so like, what I want to say is like, you can't use that anymore. Now just judge it based on was I the best at what I did when I played. And if, and if I was, then to me, that's a Hall of Famer. If I wasn't, okay, okay, then it is what it is. Um, but don't, the short career stuff has to go away because the precedent has been set, in my opinion. We're celebrating next year, Tony. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. You know, I was disappointed this year, Dan, that I did not get every, the last few years. And I thought maybe it was a good thing because maybe this is what was going to get me the Hall of Fame. Like the last three years, I've been invited on set, you know, the Super Bowl week to come on the show. This year, I didn't get the invite. I'm thinking maybe Dan knows something like that he's not going to invite me on because I'm getting in. Um, so I was okay with it at the time. Now I'm a little bit wow. sad because uh, wow. I didn't get in. So you, it didn't help, is my point. So we'll have to figure this whole thing out. Well, what's more disappointing, not getting the Hall of Fame or not getting invited on the show? Yeah, that's really close. Really <laughs> close. I would have to say the Hall eats out okay. to Dan Patrick, so just slightly. Uh, next year, 
Next year we're celebrating. And, uh, Sounds good. Thank you, buddy. Uh, safe travels back, and uh, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Uh, have a great offseason, well, at least my offseason, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. That's Tony Bisselling, Westwood One analyst, former Jags uh, All-Pro. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. I don't know if you guys saw that special on Fox, the great Brady heist, where it was about the uh, journalist from Mexico who stole Brady's game-used Super Bowl jersey, and they got the FBI involved in it. It was really well done. And then they tracked the guy down in Mexico, and it was a big deal in Mexico because the U.S. relations with Mexico was uh, at a sensitive level there. And they wanted to make sure that this guy was brought to justice. They interviewed Brady, interviewed, you know, people with the Patriots talking about this. Uh, and then they eventually tracked this guy down, and he had all of this memorabilia. Had Von Miller's helmet from the Broncos Super Bowl win. Had a couple of Super Bowl-used Brady jerseys in there. And they showed him going into the locker room and actually stealing it. And he looks up at the camera, security camera. And, it, and, and Brady is sitting at his locker, and they have the audio. He goes, where's my jersey? It was right here. It was really well done. He did get his jersey back, and uh, he doesn't have it framed. He's got it in like a gold cup or something, and he just says it's in his office. And he said, I, you know, whenever I go into the office, I always notice that jersey. But it had the grass stains on it. They're matching up the grass stains. Brady has his jersey especially uh, cut. It's not a long jersey. It's hemmed. Uh, they, they had all of this, you know, forensic evidence here of Tom Brady's jersey. But it was the uh, Super Bowl winning jersey. Uh, had a, a great moment at the Super Bowl on Friday night. So we're all done with our coverage. And I go out to dinner with some people from Traeger. And I'm at a fancy hotel on South Beach, Four Seasons, meeting, you know, the, the CEO of Traeger go into the bathroom, get ready to go in, guy comes out, all of a sudden I look and I go, hey, he goes, hey, it's Harry Styles, formerly of One Direction. I said, how you doing? He goes, good, how are you? I said, good. And then I thought, uh-oh, 
I don't know what else I can say right now. And then I go, I'm saying to myself, he has no idea who I am, but how do I impress him to let him know that I know who he is? And then I go, hey, um, I, I ran into to Niall, one of the guys in One Direction, ran into Niall at the Olympics in London. He goes, oh, okay. And I said, yeah. Um, and then I could tell where I'm sort of floundering here. And I go, um, yeah, he was a really nice guy, and you know, he was with his brother and uh, having some beers. He goes, oh, that's great. And then I said, uh, hey, I love the Rolling Stone article profile on you recently. And uh, the fact that you, you know, love older music, classic music, which is great. He goes, oh, well, thanks. And I go, boy, I'm stumbling here. I'm really struggling. I said, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. He goes, yeah. And then I'm really struggling. They say, yeah, I know. No. Or yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Got it, partner. Like, yeah, I got it. Okay, move on. And I said, uh, how about a selfie? He goes, sure. And so I, I, I took the, the selfie. We were out of the bathroom, by Ooh. the way. We were right outside the bathroom there. And uh, so I took the selfie, and then I sent it to a group text with my family. My daughter called me back in less than 15 seconds, FaceTiming me, demanding to know where Harry Styles was. Dad, where, she didn't even say, hey, Dad. She was like, where is he? I go, he walked away. Where? I said, he's, I don't know, he's in the restaurant or he's in the hotel. I don't know. You've got to find him. Does he know that I'm, like, an eligible daughter? I said, you're not eligible for Harry Styles. And then, so she tried to keep me on the phone the whole time. I go, I got to go. And then she, I'm just so disappointed in you, Dad. And I was like, okay, love you, love you, hon. And I didn't see Harry Styles after that. So that was my, my big celebrity sighting. Yes, Paul? Seems like a polite young man. Oh, very nice. To see you later on that night. Playing Harry Styles. Alone in your hotel room. Gazing at the photo. Going through my One Direction program. <laughs> so true, Harry. So true. Welcome to the final show. I'm in Fuego. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Out of time. Yep. Final hour coming up. We'll talk to Frank Clark of the Kansas City Chiefs after the big win last night. Todd, maybe you get Harry Styles on the program. That would be nice to get him. Thank you. Thank you. Final hour coming up. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.